Good evening, gents. How are we? Good evening. Yeah, bombarded with requests to uh, to come back and record, which I won't mention, but yeah, otherwise good. Yeah, apologies for the absence, mainly my fault. Um, managed to get sort of go into, into lockdown without um, any of my stuff, so that's partly been the reason, so I will take uh, full responsibility for that, but it's nice to have you back. No, I had a, I had a message on Twitter, um, some guy called Lewis wanted a shout out. Um, his mate Scott Chegg and his girlfriend Wilma Dixit. So uh, <laughs> I hope I hope that they're obviously doing all right. They're good. They seem like good listeners. So yeah. Yeah, well, it's I great that the uh, it's great that Scott Chegg's um, sort of really enjoying it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love Scott. I mean, I go down the pub with Scott a lot, and you know, his missus Wilma Dixit. She's sound as well. So <laughs> so yeah, it's great. It's great. To, it's you know, it's great to sort of uh, get on with people in it. I love it. Glad to, uh, I'm sort of glad to see that the the level is not sort of um, regressed over the over the extended period. The, the sort of level is still still there. We're still. We're you don't get this to where we left off. Podcast, yeah. We've definitely picked up where we left off, haven't we? Yeah, I don't think sort of Matt Elliott and um, Thingy on the Athletic Leicester podcast are sort of making these sort of jokes. That's I think that's why we're sort of a step. What, where was what, what what joke did I make? I gave a shout out to two people that listen to my joke. <laughs> Like, you know, it's just, I, th- I, th- I think they're probably very sensitive about the name and we shouldn't take the piss. So we're, in, we're in danger of pissing our listeners off here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's get, let's get to, uh, to football. Um, and, and positive news is the Leicester sort of top of the league and, and top of the Europa League group. So even, yeah, even the three of us can't put a negative spin on that. I don't, even, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> I don't know what to talk about anymore. Hey, <laughs> hey Sam, Sam all, all I came on here was to make the Wilma Dickfit joke and then go off. <laughs> Because there's, there's nothing negative to say, is there? Like we're top of the Europa League group, we're top of the Premier League. Like we're probably going to beat Liverpool on um, on Sunday because they ain't got new players, and neither have we. But we're actually doing all right without our players, and we're not making a big deal out of it like they are. Um, so you know, like it's it's there is actually nothing to be negative about at the minute. I mean, the the only thing I can think of is obviously that the fixture list is uh, is a bit crap, and that like we've got games coming thick and fast. But then you could turn that into a positive because I think that these, this, we're going to win the Europa League group. I'm, I've got no doubt about it. So I think it's a time where players that wouldn't normally play could maybe get some European experience and see how see how much can kick on. And that's going to turn into a positive because if one or two of them turn out good, then boom, they're in, they're, they're in for the league, isn't it? Well, so yeah, well, yeah, so I, I think that nothing is really going bad at the minute. And I don't want to try too hard to think about it because when you're top of the both leagues are in, um, all right, we're out of the League Cup. I forgot about that, but that, you know, I don't really care about that. Um, and and you know, the only the only thing is that fans ain't there. That that's the only thing I think of. But that's out of Leicester's control. So so yeah, I mean, everything's cool, really. Can we try and have then a, a positive episode? Can we actually look at, at some of the positives and and sort of go through them? I guess the the perfect place to start um, and the international break sort of allows us to touch on this. Um, in in it's been hard end of international break. End of international break. Well, That's another yeah, positive. there is that. Um, but I was what I was going to say was uh, Yuri Tillemans is sort of start to the season. Um, he scored for Belgium twice, once against uh, England. Um, but how how good has he looked? Well, I say I think it was just before the season started. There was an international break, and Belgium played Denmark again. And I actually said before it like he looked really good. But if he can carry this form to the league carry it to Leicester then he's going to be 
I think it's going to look really help Leicester this season. I think his upturn in form is definitely one of the big things that's helped us. And the fact he's starting and scoring for Belgium, ranked number one in the world. Yeah, that's... I'd totally they're ranked number one in the world, seriously. Belgium, yeah. How? They've not, France won the World Cup two years ago. I, I have no idea. The world rankings are quite strange. Yeah, no, I get that, I get that, yeah. They, they are weird. Like, I've never completely understood how they do it, to be honest. But, I think yeah. Chile had a bit of a turn in form there, innit? Because when he was on loan, he looked like a world beater. And then as soon as we signed him permanently, he went a bit went a bit crap at times. And now all of a sudden, he's looking good again. Like I think if he if he gets his fitness to a consistent level, he, he, he could be you know world-class, really. There's no there's no like other way around it. He is... Uh, Potentially a world-class midfielder on his day. He is that good, I think. Well, this is the thing, um, and and I have to be careful with how I, how I word this, um, having just sort of had a, had a pizza and that sort of stuff. But I, I always thought that, um, especially last season, Tillemans maybe looked a, a tad off the pace. Um, yeah. And it, it, yeah. Yeah. he's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not. Uh... I, can defi- I can definitely relate to that. <laughs> I'm, no, Sam, I'm not in Sam's any physical condition um, but Tillemans is like the only player that started every game I think has he started every game for us this it's season something, it's something like that I always see him in the team and think bloody hell is he not going to get a rest and if you'd have said that I to thought the last same thing season if you'd have said that to me last season I've gone there's yeah. no way Tillemans got it in his locker to play sort of not to play every week, but to play in midweek as well. He's been playing in the um, Europa League games. There's been games where I think, uh, who was it? Was it Athens away? Um, where like you were thinking, oh, he'll come off in a minute. And he just he just played 90. Like, he didn't come off. And then like on at the weekend, then he was put in, in, in great performances as well. And I think that sort of leads into to what you said, JP, about how if he can if he can get a level of fitness to be consistent he will turn out just performance after performance. And I think that's at the, where he is now. I, I would dare say that it probably took him a while to adjust to the Premier League. And, the, yeah, and, and, and now he's at a level of fitness where he's playing his best, he's playing his best football. And, and Leicester as a team have really, really shown, like you, you can see the, the sort of the benefits of that. Um, and... Again, another one to, to touch on. Another positive is, is sort of Mendy and the performances he's put in him. Because if if you go back to, to last season, and, and if you'd have told me last season that a midfield that sort of predominantly features Mendy, Tillemans, and Pratt would be t- top of the league, you would yeah. you would look at that and you would say, well, there is absolutely no way. Especially if you said, well, Ricardo won't be playing and Ciemchu yeah. won't be playing and and Castagne will miss out and you'd be thinking how how would that how would that side get results but but as a but Mendy's really stepped up I think, yeah that this is it. I think Mendy yeah I mean yeah he's just been a bit of a revelation he's like a new signing T- as I said Tielemans like inevitably will have to rest I don't know who's going to come in but I, this, this is the thing about Tielemans like he, last season I, I completely agree that he did look sometimes a little bit for his fitness, I mean, there's no fat shaming on the Foxes, Foxes fan cast. We're <laughs> we're a progressive uh, podcast, but um, but yeah, he did look a little bit off the pace. And this season, both of them have been an absolute revelation. Like more, more so, Mendy really, because I didn't think he actually had it in him at all to be any good. Let alone like at the level he's playing at the minute. Whereas Tielemans, you know, always knew had the talent. It was just the other stuff that he needed to work on. 
Whereas Mendy, I thought, oh, glass ankles, he ain't really that good. We signed mm. him to replace Kante and, you know, he's not as good as Kante. And, and all of a sudden now he actually is decent. So, yeah, I mean, it, is, it has been like a new signing or two new signings, really, just the way they both turned out. Um, it's just, I don't know, I can't really sum up Mendy, really. Um, he's just, I, I don't know how long he could keep it up for, but um, is he French, yeah? Yeah, he's French, yeah. He's French, yeah, right, okay. Well, you've got to be thinking about him getting an international call-up for France if he keeps up this. Top of the Premier League, playing, like, well every single game, you know. <laughs> But why not? Why not then? No, you, you've touched on something that I find uh, that I thought myself. How many years does he have to play in England without getting a call up for France? Five. Is it five years? How yeah. far off that is it? <laughs> Two. I don't know. Three. I don't know. How long has he played for us for? We signed him uh, just after we won the league. So yeah, but he, he went. He went back. He went. He to go back. Loan. He went back to Nice, didn't he? We he signed him back. in 2016, yeah. and he did a year at Nice. I must admit, I never thought this podcast would go. I mean, I, I'm responsible. Oh, we got to the point I didn't, I didn't think we'd go from that from corner. Mendy to England. Mendy for England. Mendy for England. <laughs> but yeah, no, he, he has. He's been really good. He's, he's surprised me a lot, actually. Early doors this season, I was sort of thinking, is this a bit of a flash in the pan? I'm not convinced he's going to keep this up, really. But he's doing the job. Like He's he's not really hard Because he's not like, he doesn't. Um... When you watch him, it's not like he does stuff where you go, "Oh, that's not sustainable." You know, he's not he's not scoring goals, uh, and you're like, "Well, he's not going to keep scoring those goals because that isn't what you're watching him." And you're thinking, "Like, fuck me, he's playing well." He just does the, the he just does the basic thing really well, and and I don't see why he would have to to regress to a point where he he can't do that anymore. You know. It's not like he's he's sort of popping up with goals and assists because that's that's not what we're asking. No, for. true. He's literally just doing the basic things well, and he looks like a player that that has finally he's got a run of games and he's at he's at the like the the level of fitness required to play in the Premier League, and a bit like what Kante did was that he he just does the basic things really well, and and then that works within in the squad like. Like Pratt's playing really well. Um, Madison, when he comes in, is playing really well. And whether he'll whether he'll be fit um, to play fully at the at the weekend, we'll, we'll see. You know, it, it, everything is just ticking. Um, and and sort of, I was I was conscious and, and very worried when Sianchu was sort of out for the the sustained period that he has been. But how good has Fafana been whilst we? Without without getting sort of way on top of ourselves, and we'll just because uh, we could quite easily sit here and, and list through every player and, and say how impressed we've been. But he's another one that, like, what is he? Nineteen years old, and he, he's yeah. playing in the Premier League. Like, he looks like he's been playing in there for like six years. And he, everything looks so simple. He reads the game so well. He's so athletic. He jumps like a basketball player. But I think in that first game, the amount of headers he won, he won about twenty headers. It is ridiculous, and I've been I've been so impressed with him. And the the thing is, this Leicester side is just going to get better as he as the better players come in. Because as well as um, I, I have been impressed with Justin, you know, Fuchs has done well when he when he's played. Um, but as well as good as those sort of players are, the likes of Castagne and Ricardo significantly improved the the side. Yeah, no, definitely, I think. I've got one negative though. Um, two years time, Fafana will probably get attention off Barcelona. Um, Nineteen years It'll old. Be sooner than two years. 
Oh, Seriously, oh, yeah, the, but... the way he's playing, it will be sooner than two years. He is that good. He genuinely, right. yeah. Yeah, I don't think they concede eight to Bayern with him in the team. But no, honestly, he is, every game, he's just exceptional. It reminds me of when we saw Kante a bit, sort of just every game, it's like, wow. Like, he's he's so good. Yeah, but what makes it even Can't better is this, this lad is a kid. Yeah, yeah, but I think he's not, only you know, 19. You, if you've it's... got the football brain, you've got the football brain, isn't you? Like, there's no, just got it. Like, you know, there's talent, there's talent, obviously, that you can get taught. But then the natural ability to be able to read a football match as well as he does, I'm not really sure you can actually teach that. You've either got it or you've not. Because um, you get a certain type of player who relies on maybe one skill. I'm not going to sort of go into sort of names on that. But, you know, like what, what they call one-trick ponies, right? Who they're, they're just amazing at one thing. If they lose that, then they're shit. But this Wesley Fofana, he seems to have everything, really. I can't really pick out a weakness. Um, That's what I was going to say. Which what is, is he, like, what is he bad really at? Yeah, this is it. There's nothing that he's actually like bad or even average at. He's good at everything. I'm not surprised that St. Etienne didn't want to bloody sell him. Um, I mean, apparently they've got another uh, centre-back who's meant to be better than him, which is which is obviously just like bitterness from them. It's like, oh, I've moved on to someone better now. I don't need you. But, uh, like, but, but apparently they have got someone else. Are you thinking of um, the one that Arsenal signed last Fine. summer? Because the, the lever, there's been, it? yeah, I keep reading how he was supposedly better than Fafana, and the, it might just be it. Arsenal fans being Arsenal fans, and they say that they're using that to put pressure on Arteta or whatever. Oh, I don't know. I'd never slag a manager off, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I think they said sort of he was the understudy to Saliba when they were at San Etienne or something like that. But, they yeah, have a couple I'm, of they have a couple of like fullbacks. That are, that are young, but I, I don't. I think the other centre back was was reasonably old, but I, I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know the Aren't they shipping well, in goals now though? Like their team, their well, their form's gone down in it since they've absolutely gone off a cliff since they sold yeah. him. They they have literally lost every game since they sold him. Does and before they you, sold him, they won you? nearly every game. Does that worry you a bit with Leicester though? Say if he has to miss a game or two, do you think that we would maybe go the same, or have we got? I, know I think we've got, got more depth. I think we've yeah, got, well, we're, we're, you, you've got to remember last season, we, I don't always hold back to last season, but we did have for a long time a good defensive record without Fafana. Yeah, like, we yeah, do have yeah, good, yeah, yeah. we do have good defenders even without him. Yeah, because Siondru so, so comes in. Yeah. If, if, if he, when they're all back, I would imagine that we will, we look like we're going to be setting up to play sort of that. That three slash five, um, and and I think Justin has has proven himself. I believe as the perfect understudy to every single position in in that back five. If you know if if you had your your starting back five, and then yeah. he could play literally any position should you need him to. Justin's a manager's dream. Yeah, you, you can literally he just fills in everywhere. Doesn't you can put him anywhere. Like he played. Um, it, was it one of the games where he, he was at left wing for a bit? Um, you know, and he, yeah. he scored the other night for the under twenty ones, which was a good finish. Um, he looks, he looks really good. Uh, I think he his better position looks like it's uh, right centre back. That's where he looks most comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought that um, as well. But no, that's the, the biggest compliment you can pay, really, to a lot of these players is, indeed, he doesn't walk back in. Well, I was just madness. The same thing. I was, I was going to say madness, um, but he doesn't. 
I was going to say, well, this is how good we are. And then we've got Ndidi to come back. And then I thought, actually, both Dan's have just said that they want Mendy for England. Can we justify uh, <laughs> yeah. Can we justify saying Ndidi walks straight back in? And I don't know if you can, because, well, you can't, can you? Because what has Mendy, if, if you were to drop Mendy, what has he done wrong? It's the same with, um, it's the same with someone like Pratt. How do you, you can't say, right, Madison's back fit, he comes in now, because because neither Pratt or, well, Tillemans has been one of our better players and, and Pratt's played well too. I think this season we've got to get used to not playing the same team a lot. Yeah, we do. And, we it, do. Just, uh, and it so happens, really, that we've, um, pretty much everyone is coming in doing the job. Yeah. Rogers has actually done superbly this season so far. Even underscoring goals now for uh, for Turkey. I, got... I like him as well. Yeah, I do. I do. We've bought, we've this summer. I was dreading this summer, but do you know what? We've made three good signings. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. All of them. Good, actually... good or better. Like Fafana yeah, looks better than good. And and someone, if someone's got the time, they're more than they're more than welcome to clip this and and uh, from find an old clip and, and take the piss out of us. Are you going to um, compare Messi to Gray again? No, no, I'm not. Um, I remember, I remember the words coming out, basically mocking it, saying um, that we'd extended Mendy's contract and that I feared that they were going to be trying to fob that off as a, as a signing, you know, when we, we haven't really signed anyone. But that's exactly what it has been. The, the contract what? extension of Mendy has like we signed a new player because... This is not, it's not the same Mendy that, that we had. You know, it is like a, it's like a brand new player. And I'm fair play to him for that, because if you ask 99% of Leicester fans in the summer, I don't think there's anyone that would say, yeah, stick with him because he'll come good. I, I just don't see how... I wouldn't have given him a three-year deal at the time, I say. But no, you, you know one, year, so far, one year would have made sense. Yeah. But, but who knows what would happen if they'd have done that? You know, if if it was only one year, you'd yeah. be maybe thinking, right? Well, I don't really need to play him. I'll play Chowdhury, and then it's a completely different thing. Yeah, well, and I don't always, think Chowdhury's got a particularly a... good record at holding midfield. Well, he I've always, I've always been there. a good, a big fan of Lee Congerton. I didn't slag him off, and uh, <laughs> I've always thought he was pretty good. He did well at Celtic. He did well at Hamburg. Very, very well at Sunderland and he's doing very well as we yeah, said look how well they're all thriving so like anyone who says that we didn't say that is is a liar because they're obviously editing our voices uh, the fake news media will obviously say that we didn't support Congerton but we do and, and uh, as well like, um, four more years I I did uh, <laughs> I did this I did a podcast um, with like I was a guest um with with a big uh, Chelsea um, sort of account, and went just before they signed Chilwell, um, and I I said like how I thought he would do really well um, for Chelsea, and I thought it'd be the perfect fit. And this guy, he's got like um, sort of six figures followers, and he just keeps like um, posting like clips of me saying like um, how good Chilwell would be and how it would work, and, and Chilwell's been proving <laughs> proving it right. But fortunately, none of them listened to this because all we did last year was slag him off. <laughs> Well, he has been. See, he's another one, though. He's sort of, obviously, he's not playing for us, but he's obviously looked a lot better this season than last. I'm just not quite sure know. why that's the case. Like, I, I wait him to leave. Like, I'm, still, I'm still not convinced, you know, in the long run, he's going to prove to be a top player. I'm not convinced at all. Like, I think time will tell with that one, but he's I made just, a good start. I just think he's one of those players that... Um, will have benefited from that sort of uh, sort of changing environment. You know, he's 
the likes of um, Mount, and you know they've got a lot of kids that sort of are involved in that England setup. You you look at sort of Abraham Mount, um, Chilwell, you know uh, James. There's a there's a lot of young English lads, and I, yeah. I just think he will benefit from being in that. It's it's why I fully expect Declan Rice to move over at some point because yeah, he's Rice another one. He, he's just another one that he was at he was at Chelsea as a kid, weren't he? And he he just fits that. Move to Chelsea and and he'll do really well there. I, I, Mason Mount is is proving me wrong because I I don't really rate him that much. But within that Chelsea, it's as though playing for Lampard, they just seem to have this sort of bit of freedom, um, and, and they all just like it looks like Chilwell's just really enjoying playing, and he, you never really got that sense when he was at Leicester. He was no, very frustrating for us, wasn't he? A lot of the time, I agree, actually. he was frustrating. But like, if it does work out for him there, then fair play. But it's weird. It's one of those where I feel almost this wouldn't have happened if he'd stayed here. Well, no, this is, I said, I said just, that's it. Backing up what you're saying, really, it I probably has worked out every single. Yeah, that that and that was. I think the the, the guy. The guy I keep chucking that quote out. Like I said, it's one of those things that, like you know, it doesn't happen very often, but it will literally benefit every party because it allows us to go out and. We've gone out and got sort of Fafana and Castagne, you know. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're ten times better. With that's with no disrespect to to Chilwell, um, they've fixed a position that they've had issues with, and he's been one of their best players this season, probably their best player this season. You know, better than Ziyech. Yeah, because Ziyech hasn't really he's played. Chazzy, he? he was he was injured for a bit, and he he's um, very good. Though. Yeah, he is very good. But I'm I'm just saying, like in the impact that that Chilwell has had. Yeah, um, yeah. Mendy would probably be the other one, um, because they went from leaking goals. All of a sudden, he comes in and they keep just clean sheets for fun. Um, so just like in terms of impact they have, but it literally benefited every party. Chilwell's happy, Leicester happy, Chelsea happy, and and that for for, for me is the sign of that they sort of our hierarchy and, and their hierarchy are getting things right because because every team is, is better off and it shows the fact that like the pair of us as clubs are, are quite high up this season. Yeah, I'd yeah. agree with I'd agree with all of that. I can't really can't really add anything else to that. It's yes. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. As it like everyone gains great as I said like I couldn't really wait to see the back of Chilwell anyway. Um and I, th- I think he will be better. I think he wanted his move for ages and he just was sort of waiting to leave by the end of it. And it was, the, for, for him, it was like his last few games, he knew he wasn't going to be here next season. So it was like he, the move had probably already been sort of a bit of a gentleman's agreement. So why would they, um, why would they bother? Why would he bother, sorry, giving it that little bit more mentally? He knew that he wasn't here. Uh, I think that, that you, do you remember the whole the laughing thing after we lost to Chelsea as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's always uh, that's kind of a natural thing that would happen as well. I think if you weren't bothered and your sort of your head was sort of at Chelsea at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's what that's I, mean, what I still happens think it was when it happened. Naive. Yeah, that's it. it, it yeah, I'm because not saying that's right, did... but that might be why it was the case. Yeah, because we said we. I remember us saying on here that it, we felt like it had been done since January, and that was yeah. that was one of the issues we had was that it should have been done in January and everyone else should have moved on from it. But that's that's in the past now, obviously. Um, do we do we look ahead? I, I don't know if... What is it? Thursday today. So I suppose we've not got that long for um, 
for players to sort of disappear and stuff. Can we can we look ahead to a to a Leicester Liverpool side which um, has all all the lineups of a, of a sort of League Cup game? Doesn't it? There's, they're missing so many players, um, and we are too. And and like you said, Shapey, there's every the big song and dance made over the fact that sort of Liverpool are missing players and. Um, sort of woe is me Liverpool and how many sort of players they're, they're missing out but we're missing so many players and we have been all season and unlike the likes of Liverpool and Man City and I will have a bit of a moan here because um, I'm moving on to, to something else but we don't have the the sort of resources that, that they have you, you see the likes of Pep and um, Klopp moaning about sort of not being able to have five subs well of course they would moan about that because Someone like Man City is is made so much stronger by the, by having five subs to be able to bring on. You know they played the other day and um, they made one sub and then moaned what, at the I, end of the game about not being able to have five. They, they actually made three between them, and that yeah. they ended up moaning about. I, I didn't understand that at all. That was that was strange. But <clears throat> but the only reason they don't want their subs to play against Liverpool because that it sort of balances yeah, itself out. They want the subs so that. They can bring on someone like um, Aguero in the 70th minute against a, a Burnley side that have been back to the wall for, for 70 minutes. You know, that's, that's, it. What, that's all they want it for. They, they just want they it to... could, That's it. They could play against Burnley, for example. And on the hour, right, here come Aguero, Marez, Sterling, <laughs> Foden, whoever else. Yeah, that's it. They can pretty much bring on a whole new attack. Like it's it's just not fair. And, and that, I, I say and not fair. It, it, Obviously, both teams get five subs, but I just think yeah, it's just a, another measure. It to is help that the fine team. line because because people are getting injured. You know, it does seem like there are. A lot of but then you yeah, said, then you turn around. International uh, yeah, exactly. I was going to say the same thing. You you then turn around and say, well, don't play fucking internationals. I'm not against the Nations League, right? I think it's a quite good idea. But I do think they probably should have called this one. Yeah, that's that, yeah. I, been, I don't mind. Been, no, no, I, I quite like the Nations League, but this has I been. I like it. Yeah, I like it as well. Yeah, it, it's been crap. What What is the point? And what's even more mad is that on top of this Nations League, they've had a few international friendlies in there. <laughs> was... you, you just, it's honestly. So, am I missing something? Why did England need to play Ireland to, to make the third game in two weeks? What what was the benefit so you of could that? brag about a guaranteed clean sheet because Ireland have never scored a goal in their history. Yeah, um, what did they gain from that? It was just absolutely beyond a joke. One of the Ireland lads absolutely tested positive for coronavirus afterwards. I know he didn't pass it to anyone, but you, you sort of think to yeah, yourself, yeah, yeah, why that. on earth would they do that? All of a sudden, you're bringing players from different clubs together. You know, so... To um, play a game that... Like Nobody all the Egyptian lads did it, didn't they? The, I, know, the morphity. I know they got it from a wedding, but they got it. They wouldn't have been at said wedding if the international break wasn't going on. So it does have an impact, you know. And then, then all of a sudden, Salah's got it. Uh, El Nene's got it, you know. And and all these sides are then are then missing certain players, you know. And the like some of the Uruguayan players all all caught it. And yeah. you're bringing in. You're bringing in, you can't just keep sides in bubbles anymore because there has to be an international bubble and then there has to be sort of this bubble and that bubble. You know, like, and even say Chelsea play Newcastle, don't they, at um, Saturday sort of morning. 
Well, players were playing last night, you know, and some players were playing sort of in Russia last night and then they're going to have to get back. By the time they get back, it's sort of probably today. And then what? They're in training. They won't be training tomorrow prior to a game. So they're going to get like half a training session and all of a sudden they're back. I feel it's later in the season where you could really see the impact because you've got, yeah. I think, in another game in December. I don't know how many we've got in December. It's about nine or ten or something like that. I think you're going to get some absolutely appalling games. Yeah, you. I think the thing is, though, like, you inevitably are going to get players off with COVID. Up yeah. Until now. I mean, at the end, the end it, of the day, like, Salah, uh, you know, it's tough on Liverpool, but Salah is, he should have stayed at home and saved lives, really. You know, then, <laughs> then, then he's, he's a COVID idiot. <laughs> you know, that, that's it. He's, he's just a COVID idiot. Oops, Sam, you've managed to get Piers Morgan on the fan cast. <laughs> I won't mind. He's the biggest COVID of them all. Oh, mate, I've, I've <laughs> stick to the rules like no one else. Nobody loves oh, rules more God. than me. But, <laughs> but, this yeah, like, this I, could go very... No, we're, we're, like, we're players... moving way away from it. <laughs> what I was trying to get at is that there's going to be players throughout the whole season that are going to catch COVID, right? And it's going to come at the most... Like, I mean, there's never a good time, obviously, but it's going to come at the most inconvenient times. And although it's like, it's hilarious now because it's Salah, because we'll laugh at him and go, ah, he's got it, like, he can't play against us. But I don't want to jinx it because you know what's going to happen, like, soon Vardy's going to get it or someone's going to get it, isn't he? And then that's, like, two weeks out. And it's just, mm. this is the, it, the injuries this season, are, and you go back to your point, which you rightly said about playing all these fucking pointless friendlies. And for me, it just doesn't seem... I don't get it. It's not where it's not even like they're making money because there's no crowd. No, that's it. There's just absolutely no win. Well, the other thing with the the COVID stuff and that people seem to forget. People are saying like, oh, um, like you know, trying to work it out with like calendar saying, well, if Salah tested positive, then he can play in X amount of days. You know, but he's he he can't just he's not allowed at his house. So uh, now, don't get me wrong. He probably doesn't live in a in a two two down. in sort of bootle or something, but he's not going to be able to walk from from sort of not doing like from being housebound for for whatever it turns out to be, fifteen days or whatever. He's not going to be able to like go from that to playing the at the level of Premier League football. Yeah, this is it. And I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has a treadmill and and whatever. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's keeping fit. But there is a difference to 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 just playing sort of match sort of level football. And it, it, the people are going to, it's going to really affect sides. It's going to really affect sides. And, and they've only got themselves to blame, really, the, the league, when when games are ruined. You know, they will they will rely, especially for like the international audiences and stuff, they will rely on, on Mo Salah playing. And say if Mo Salah scored against Leicester at the weekend, that would be severely beneficial to the Premier League's um, reach in, in Africa and um, oh, yeah. commercially, sort of looking commercially at... Looking at um, on as well. You are, sorry? Martin Cockshaw's on here as well. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? No, I, I, mean, I meant him, to be fair. Oh. <laughs> Although you, you are being a bit Cockshaw, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, that could but... be a terrible... That could be a terrible clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But they, they, the the Premier League only have themselves to blame when when all of a yeah. sudden people are saying like Juventus played Barca in the Champions League and Ronaldo didn't play because he was in isolation, you know, and it had the chance to be that Messi versus Ronaldo in the Champions League and what's he doing sat in in home watching it because he's caught it from someone else. Now, yeah. now that you've will happen. On the one, yeah, you've touched on what is ultimately 
the negative that does underpin the, the only negative that I can really bring to like the whole discussion is that the season is just a bit of a farce. Oh, 100%. The, the thing is, though, like, it's it, it obviously that game when that um, Republic of Ireland player was Alan Brown, um, when he when he when he caught it, like, I, I did think, oh, Jesus Christ, like, that's gonna surely that's gonna spread like to the England team if he was like literally, you know, playing. I mean, if I managed to get it from a bloody nightclub in Greece, like, it ain't gonna be hard to spread it around a football pitch, is it? <laughs> Like it's true though. Like it's yeah. It's just it's so it's so um. It's just worrying. Like there's going to be something in the season where it's going to come at an inconvenient time to us. Um, and it you know it's just I, I can't wait for it to be over. Obviously, but like I don't know. It's just uh, it's just annoying. Um, and there's again like the season is a bit of a farce. Like the whole sort of like format of it as well. Like you know, there's games coming out your ears and you're just jetting off to bloody round Europe and wherever else. I just can't believe pointless yeah, friendlies and not, season... no one's watching it on TV. I, I haven't watched the last two England games, and I'm not. I didn't watch yesterday. What, I didn't watch yesterday's game. No. What's the point? I did watch it. I did watch it against Belgium, but I didn't watch yesterday. The, the thing is, I don't get like an island friendly. I didn't watch it. I watched Scotland because I wanted to. To be honest, I wanted to see Serbia yeah. win. But like that's not the point. I didn't get what I wanted. Okay, but. Like, I didn't watch England, and that, that says something. The fact that these games are just not of interest to people who normally watch the team. And if, and if people like me aren't watching it, then, they, like, who, who is? Like, you know, it's just, it just seems bonkers to me. No crowd. Um, so much, like, kerfuffle, travelling and all that. I know the island players are most based in England, but it's not the point, is it? It just seems like an extra game. And they're good. Are they doing this for the yeah. whole season, by the way? Is there any more, like, or annoying international friendlies? I think we've got an international that's break in March. Back I was going to say, that's, that's the... the there's, normally, yeah, there's normally four a season, isn't there? And three of them are dead early, which is very annoying for what I mean, I, I guess like March, you know, they're... I don't want to, you know, I don't want to jinx Don't even mention that. Don't even mention it. Let's move on. We've got five minutes, last five minutes. Um, can we get a can we get a score prediction for Sunday? Yeah, I reckon one all. I think it'll be a draw, which I'll take. Yeah. Turner, I'm going one all as well. Yeah, and I'll um I'll make that that a treble. I'll um I'll also go one one. I think it could be anything. One one two two. two. No, you're not going one. You got to be different. We've said one all. One all's been taken. All right, I I will go um two one Leicester. And and as one of the most negative people when it comes to sort of sort of predicting score results, I I don't know. I, I think it could be. I think if if on Monday you said it was two one Liverpool, two one Leicester, two two, three one, three one, you know, I, I could probably believe every score because yeah. their, their this defense, season probably six three. Yeah, their defence lends itself to to a Leicester side that will that will go at them with pace. Um, yeah. you know, it'll be Nico Williams right back, Barnes will be able to get at him, um, Robertson should play left back and then then they'll they'll have centre back. Who's playing centre back for them? Though? I don't know. Gomez is out, isn't he? I'm the team from Fabinho, maybe. Matita, Phillips. Who was that other? They, they played someone else, didn't they? Yeah, um, there was. There's Williams, the Reece Williams, and Nate Phillips in there. That's but, it, Phillips. Yeah, but one of I'll them. I probably guess that, Phillips and um, that Phillips Williams and Fabinho. He, that Williams, he got he got a knock. Um, well, Matty could play, won't he? Uh, ah, yeah, to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't. I just don't even know who's available and who isn't. But yeah, only worry got... is, I think they're probably going to. 
I've just got a feeling they'll end up being stronger than expected. Because yeah, you they... often find this. Every time there's a supposed injury crisis, it's always the same with us when we always think we're going to have more out than we end up actually having. They out. do have they do have players out, but they're they're a top level side for a reason, and, and they well, so they've they're, got ample replacements. Yeah, you know, it's I mean they've not lost at home in the over three years. It's their, their midfield will still the, be say if um, if it's Matip and, and Phillips at yeah. defence, their midfield will still be like uh, Wijnaldum. Um, Tiago and Fabinho, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's not there is, like, there is there, and their front three is going to be Mane, Firmino, and Yotta. Like, yeah, don't get me where, wrong. Where's, Salary, where's Henderson then? Is he, is, he, out. is he injured as well? Yeah, he's injured. Yeah, they're normally noticeably worse when he doesn't play. Yeah, he, he, I think he, he's what brings them all together. He, he is so good, but. They've not really played much with Thiago yet because he's been got COVID and then he was injured. And, so, and he is he, and he's world class. He's fantastic. Such, yeah, such a good player. Yeah, he's a sensational player. Um, there is one thing that you have to, I've got to add into this. I had to get this that in here. Uh, I think Liverpool's club record unbeaten run at home was some was either sixty two or sixty three games, and it was mm-hmm. ended by Leicester in the eighties, and they're now unbeaten. At home in the same number of games. There you go. So if Where history repeats that? itself, I don't, I don't know. It's I've I've heard something before about how we beat them at home. Uh, we beat them away for the first time that they'd lost at home in years before. Yeah. But yeah, I read, I read on every reliable Twitter. I think, <laughs> but it, well, it, it sounds yeah. right. It sounds no, right. So we're gonna we're gonna go with it. It does, and it's a perfect way to to sort of finish it off. Um, Gents, thank you for thank you for coming on and, and welcome back. Um, we promised uh, that from now on there should be a bit of normality and and we'll sort of keep keep churning them out because um, hopefully Scott and, and Wilma are, are sort of wanting to listen to us and and uh, <laughs> yeah, well, well, uh, to be honest, mate, they're in my social bubble like Scott and Wilma. So like I'll see them probably tomorrow. I'll let them know that you're thinking of them and all that. <laughs> Lads, thank you for coming on. Um, it's been a pleasure as always. But yeah, cheers. Yeah. All right, see you later. Open the grounds. See you later. (laughs) I concur.